Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. The sooner we get back to being who we are, the better we will be, period. And how, when will that happen? Who knows? Who knows? I told you yesterday something very certain, and I'm going to, I'm going to break, well, it's not a rule of mine. I hear people use this rule about I told you so, but I'm going to tell you what I told you so about here in just a minute. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, coming to you coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe via our flagship station. Red State, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation. And by the way, the most listened to, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there you will see the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you there in Times Square, about a block from where we drop the big ball on New Year's night. Hey, wonder what that's going to look like in uh, the Times to come. Uh, thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily, even when I'm not here. And, you know, I hey, do things like that sometimes. Uh, well, yeah, I don't have to do that. And we're about to get back to traveling. I know that we are. We will not be defeated by this, and I certainly hope that we don't let it alter our lifestyles and the way that we approach one another. Of course, it already has done that, but I certainly hope we get back to doing that. I would prefer to be optimistic, the glass half full with this, than to be pessimistic. The glass half empty. I have found this to be true in my life. Anyway, those things that I ponder on and think about and dwell upon in a fashion, uh, my mind and my life tends to gravitate toward what you think about and what you believe to be your reality. And um, that's what your life tends to gravitate toward. If you think you're a loser, hey, uh, good chances are, even though you may be successful, you still can be a loser. Okay, because that's what you're thinking in America. I don't want us, I certainly don't want us to get into thinking, as I told you yesterday, beware and start looking out for these catchphrases to uh, multiply. They've already been out there. They've been floated out there for quite some time, but now they're beginning to multiply. You have all these former uh, administration heads coming out uh, like the Food and Drug Administration chief, uh, just former uh, Food and Drug Administration chief just came out um, and said that 
what we're experiencing right now, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, may be the new normal. Now, don't allow them to ground that into your head. Because then if it's going to be the new normal, you will uh, adjust everything to this being the new normal instead of this being something we must get past and get back to what we had come to know as normal, which was good, which was good. We come up with a vaccine that will be good. And it, uh, I understand that Pfizer is getting ready to uh, test on humans, this um, thing they've come up with. And uh, we're, we'll see. But we'll get past this. I, I, I reject totally the attitude uh, that uh, the former FDA chief uh, has to say here because it does not uh, promote, exemplify, or take us toward the type of positivity that we're going to need and that is going to be necessary to beat this. Keep in mind what I have told you, America, all of you, red, yellow, black, white, Republicans, or conservatives. There's a faction of people, <clears throat> pardon me, who are in Washington, D.C., I call them Democrats. You may call them something else. I call them leftists. You may call them something else. But there is a faction there, and you can believe this or not, but they get giddy when bad things happen at this point in American time, which is absolutely sick. How can you be so deranged? with an idea that an American president is bad, that you are giddy when something happens that is bad to the entire American uh, populace so that you can blame it on him. How deranged is that? Ask yourself that question. How deranged is that? It's as though you haven't lived a life where you have overcome adversity. Americans, there is a faction of people who want you to think that every day is the last day in America if Trump is reelected. That, my friends, is deranged. And I have run into that from my friends, foes, uh, countrymen lending me their ears all around this country who are that deranged. They don't even believe what they're saying. They can't possibly believe what they're saying. Not even Rachel Maddow believes what she's saying. Do you know why I know she doesn't believe what she's saying? Because if you believe that the end of the world is coming, you have better things to do with your time than get things, <laughs> than try to do things in a normal way. If you truly believe that, you don't believe that. You're just talking crap. <laughs> And it's deranged. It is so deranged because it doesn't make any sense at all. Everyone agrees that before this thing happened, 
This president had pulled off the best economy this world had ever seen as far as America is concerned. And we'll get back there again. It's deranged. Our military was strong and our um, military people were beginning to see the glide in their stride and the burst of American pride that every military person deserves to have in this country because they have a commander-in-chief who understands what keeps our nation great. Yeah, unemployment was at record lows all across the board. It's you're deranged. <laughs> and, and, and let me show you how deranged some of my very good and close friends are. They are so deranged that they will admit that things are going good in these three years, three and a half years that President Trump has been in office. But it's not Trump. (laughs) It was Obama who had eight years to roll back regulations that have caused the economic boom that we have experienced in the past uh, three and a half years. He had eight years to do it. He didn't. Uh, Black kids, black people, Latinos, women suffered. People were talking about how it was so tough to find a job, even though Barack had, had been elected president of the United States. Black folks knew that if you had a job, you better keep it. And he had eight years to turn that around, and the the turnaround was as simple as what the president that won the election after him did, and that was to open up the American floodgate and let American business do business. That's what this president did. The economy turned around. It was booming. It never happened in eight years under Obama. It never happened. And to show you how deranged people are, They don't take into account what I've just told you, that in eight years he never made a dent any significance in the American economy in a a positive way. Not a dent. What happened with Obama, uh, if that is true, if there was any movement as far as growth was concerned, had nothing to do with him. You can say that was Bush. If you're going to give the credit to Obama for Trump's soaring numbers. But no, we all know that the policy determines the outcome in any administration. And the, the first thing that happened was that Trump turned around the Obama policies. And the nation began, the economy began to boom. So get over the derangement, please. Get over it. Had to come at you today like that. Because so many of you are beginning to be lulled in to the Rachel Maddow world. Into the Chris Matthews world. And when you're in that world, all you're doing is waiting for somebody to come along and send a thrill up your thigh, up your leg. Like this Chris Matthews. And you vote for them because of the thrill up your leg. (laughs) But 
There's no rationale behind that. No, it's just not, not rational. Okay. So don't buy into this may be the new normal. That's the mindset that you uh, are to be in. <laughs> Get over it and break out of it. Let's roll forward. Now, understand this. Uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan is coming up after the um, bottom of the hour. In the bottom of the hour, you don't want to miss that. She's going to be here with me. And um, friends, uh, that's going to be a great 30 minutes of conversation with her. And then after uh, she would have come, I'm going to have on with me a doctor who is renowned. His name is Dr. Dennis Durrell. And um, he's a medical doctor, and he is um, newly, mm, he's going to bring us some information about a newly FDA-approved drug, uh, the recent developments that are going on from a medical professional's perspective um, on COVID-19. Also, we... um, want to just get uh, his forecast on the reopening of our nation. Yeah, Dr. Um, Dennis Darul, Darul, Darrell will be with me. And um, I certainly want to be, be clear that there is another side of the coin and and I don't blame the president whatsoever for not allowing Dr. Fauci to go up to that circus of Maxine Waters committee members you know to answer questions about this virus the president is right That's a setup. He's right to send Fauci to a more hospitable environment to answer whatever tough questions we're going to need to hear. But we do not want to give or do we? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Think about it. If, in fact, Fauci went up to the hill to the house And the Democrats with Maxine Waters leading the charge on this coronavirus panel of House Democrats, if they absolutely tore their behinds with a guy who is meek, mild and trying to save lives like Fauci, if they actually tore their behinds on national TV in front of the American people, making this into a political crap show. (laughs) That actually could be a good thing. 
Nah, maybe not. It's best just to keep the lives saved because that would be so jaded and and um, that is so devious if you were to do that because believe me, the Dems would walk right into that trap. They walk right into it. Yes, they would. They walk right into it. They would they could not they would not be able to help but go on the attack of Fauci because that would be the only way they would have of uh, attacking Trump is to try to make Fauci look like he is a puppet for the president. There are people that the president likes to put around him who um, share his worldview, his philosophy, but don't ever make the mistake that any of them are puppets. All of them want to see this president succeed. I want to see this president succeed because when the president of the United States succeeds on the policies that make sense, then we succeed as a nation. I wanted to see Barack Obama succeed, but I was against his policies of making us succeed. And the very fact that the economy began to boom once we rolled back his policies, the country began to flourish economically. All of us should be happy about that. Obama could have done it and then been named king for doing it. But his downfall was his own progressive liberal beliefs. Which were bad for the country, was bad for black folks, was bad for Latinos, was bad for women, was bad for business. That's the truth of the matter. During the Obama era. Young black men were unemployed. Black people were suffering badly. Latinos the same way. Business startups failing. Small business was out of business. And during the rollbacks and the, 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 the policies of this administration, that began, once they rolled those Obama policies back, the country began to boom. That's a fact. And this coronavirus took it down. So, we cannot get into this new normal idea that we'll never get back what we just, I mean what we just lost. We can't be Tom Hanks. Wilson! I'm sorry, Wilson. We can't be that. We can't be Tom Hanks thinking that the only thing that has kept us sane throughout all this time is floating away. I refuse to believe that. We're not castaways. I'll be back. We're CL.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stick around about five minutes and Dr. Marlene McMillan will be joining me here on the C.L. Bryant show. And uh, she's going to focus in for us on um, um, uh, uh, several things. But one thing in particular, um, we want her to to talk to us about the massive re-education uh, that it has taken to get us to where we are. Have we, are we seeing that? How, how simple is it to do? How, uh, there's going to be finally here on the show, a, a someone who is highly qualified to talk to you about how we were uh, led to comply with such a huge loss of our liberty. You and I are going along with it right now. How, how did it happen? But more importantly, how do we turn it around? We're going to talk with Dr. Marlene about that, Dr. Marlene McMillan, about that uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, mind. And we're going to jump off with that question and throw that question at her from the very beginning. We'll jump off with it. And folks, believe me. That is going to lead to all types of conversation. And then uh, Dennis uh, Duriel uh, will be with me after uh, the top of the news hour, the beginning of the next hour. He'll be with me. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show. And uh, come along with me uh, daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. And um, uh, coming up here in, well, in fact, we're going to bring her on now, uh, the eminent uh, and eminent mine in this country, founder, president of the webinar a fantastic webinar. It is called Why Liberty Matters, and she's going to tell you all about that. Help me welcome back to the show my dear friend and someone who I have incredible respect for, Dr. Marlene McMillan. Welcome back to C.L. Bryant Show. 
Oh, thank you. It's a joy to be here. I love your audience and just many blessings. Many blessings to you, uh, Dr. Marlene. Now, Dr. Marlene, I, I want to get your opinion now uh, to open our conversation, and you're one of the show's favorite. Everybody is familiar with you. But let me open the conversation by asking you to respond to this question. How is it that we have been led to this place where we have given up such a large chunk of our liberty? Okay, that is a great beginning because Naturally, within everyone's heart all around the world, people want liberty, but they don't really know what it is they're seeking, and so they'll accept freedom or they'll even accept benefits in exchange for what is inalienable. Boy, I didn't say that right. Let's try that again. Okay, what is their right from God, an inalienable right? And so what we have going on is we have generations of people around the world that have been educated to accept tyranny as normal. And because we have been conditioned to that, see, one of the major things that I talk about is called the dialectic process. And this dialectic process is what social engineers use to get us to agree with their language so we agree with their thought. So people were already programmed and accepting of the idea that we need someone else from the outside to tell us what to do. And we were programmed so that by education, by constant media, all these different things to do whatever someone who appears to be an authority over us tells us to do. So that's a that's a big subject, and I'd like to pursue it more. Yeah, let's do that, Doc. Let's, let's, let's do that right now. When you talk about the dialectic process, uh, folks, you hear catchphrases, and I, I warn you about this all the time when you hear phrases like the new normal. Doc, is that uh, a gateway to controlling uh, the process of the way you're going to be thinking? Because when, when you attach new normal to it by a, an authoritarian type of figure, is that a way of shifting the dialectic or, or guiding the dialectic process? Right, because their thinking is based in evolution. It is, they think, in a paradigm, meaning it's like a scale. Like when you get one of those surveys and it says, do you, you totally disagree? Do you kind of disagree? Are you neutral? You know, or do you really agree? Well, what this is going on is a massive social psychology experiment to see how far people are on the pair uh, what some would call a new world order what some would just new normal is a redefinition or is the euphemism uh for the new world order so doctor when we look at the effect okay, so 
Yeah. Go ahead. Doc, when we look at the effects of this coronavirus, you're saying to us that there is truly a method in the way this uh, has been handled and it, perhaps even the way that it came up on us, which indicates that there might be something uh, behind the curtain that's a little bit more nefarious than we're seeing on the surface. Uh, clarify for us. Talk to us. Okay. All of these things are out in plain sight, and there's books written about this, but most people don't pay attention. And there's even a a man named Bernays who was used during World War II, and he wrote a book called Propaganda, and you can still buy it. And basically what they said then is the news could take three weeks. It took three weeks, 21 days. And in 21 days, they could change an enemy to a friend, a friend to an enemy. They could make people uh, basically manipulate the masses, and the masses would think they thought of it themselves. Wow. Now, that's what we have going on now, only with this constant uh, news cycle where it just changes so quickly. I've actually watched some news presentations recently where in one clip there was a contradiction between what was said at the beginning of it and it all like this is really the truth and we're here to tell you how to, how to think to the end of the clip where they say something that totally disagrees with what was said at the beginning. And people have such short attention spans and are not used to realizing that vocabulary matters, words matter, and people cannot think past their vocabulary. And when you accept the language of this new uh, way of thinking, you have accepted its destination because every definition has a destination built into it. Every definition has a destination built into a doc. That is one of the jewels that I have gotten from you that I use everywhere I go. And I tell people, I do credit it uh, to you. And, and let's talk about the definitions now. So we're seeing the changes of definitions. What then is the destination? Uh, where are what's the what? Why the why the plan? What's in the plan to change the definitions? Okay, what's in the plan is so that people will become totally compliant and will not even hardly realize the loss of their liberty. See, even our freedom-loving organizations in the United States, they talk about freedom, not liberty. And the freedom is the uh, license even to do what's wrong. Freedom is all about me, and it's not about uh, me assuming responsibilities for others or, first of all, for myself. Liberty is the opportunity to do what's right. And with liberty, you have to assume responsibility. Well, that doesn't work for a tyrant. I mean, a tyrant doesn't want people who are self-governing and who want to understand liberty of conscience. A tyrant wants somebody who can't think for themselves and is programmed to relativism. So once you leave the idea that um, there's a plumb line and there's a plumb line of truth 
and these are called the immutable laws of the universe. Once you forget that and start believing that all ideas are equal and go into this relativistic world, the world will go into chaos, and that chaos is what the tyrant wants to seize. Wow. And folks, uh, this is why I sit at her feet and I, I listen to what she has to say because she says it in such a succinct way. And it is absolutely so, folks, if you look at the ingredients that have been put into place to bring us to where we are. Doctor, when we look at the young people in our society, we had began, begun to see them soften long before uh, this had occurred on our college campuses and in our schools through our educational system. Uh, how long does it take to uh, put these young people on a course where this is this is who they are did you mention you mentioned three weeks or but it's taken much longer than that to change the direction has it not talk to us about that well, it, we're in generations right now. We're going back to the 1960s with the culture war and uh, the um, change of morals. And then you have to go back educationally. And we don't have time to do a whole lesson about Benjamin Bloom. But Benjamin Bloom uh, was a progressive educator whose books and methods – and I'm going to put an emphasis on methods. It's not about content. It's about the method. And, our, and I want to drop in here now that many people are awakening to, to homeschooling or considering homeschooling. And if you're going to homeschool, it's not just the content of the curriculum. It's the methodology. And they, you will have to tune in for more on my webinars or things to understand that. But what has happened over the generations is People have been programmed to think a certain way, and that's done through the language and then through the methodology of getting everybody to go through the same process. And one of the biggest losses in this whole thing is thinking from cause to effect. And so one of the ways to restore liberty is to teach people once again to consider what are the consequences of this idea. So socialism sounds great until you realize that it's never worked. So if I'm coming to hire you and I want to hire a great salesperson and I say, wow, you're so wonderful. I want to hire you to promote my product. Now, it's never ever worked. No one's been able to figure out how it works. Everybody hates the product after they get it and wants rid of it. But for a while, you can make a lot of money selling it. Do you want to come do that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And Doc, that's a great way to that's a great way to say it. I mean, you know, because you've made the money now. And so what? who cares what happens to the people uh, after that? And that's exactly what you see in Cuba and, and places like that, folks. That's exactly what you're seeing. My guest is Dr. Marlene McMillan. Doc, I want you to stay with me through the break. But before we go to break, Doc, got about four minutes left in this segment. Tell everybody about uh, the fact. Fabulous webinar. Uh, let's let's promote your product here. That fabulous webinar called Why Liberty Matters. Tell us about it. Okay. Well, every Wednesday night, we have thinking people from around the world who gather together together. 
And we do it in a webinar format because I have a lot of slides I want people to see, and I really want you to learn to think and reason. So we, you find out about this at why, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com, and you put in your first name and email, and you'll get back a, web, a, a welcome, but it kind of says, are you sure you want to communicate with these people? And you have to respond. And once you say yes, you get a real welcome, and you find out how to sign up for the webinars. And we have books and materials and recordings of past webinars and a massive amount of materials. So we have handouts that explain things. We come and do live events. But if people will really look for especially one book, and that book is called Mountains of Deceit. And when folks first get this book, now I'll, I'll tell you now, it took me 20 years to write it. And if you have 20 years to figure it all out, then go for it. Otherwise, you pay $20 and you get the book. And the book is a language course in some ways, but it's like your own book. It becomes a an individual book for every person because every person's history and story and the things that have happened to them is different. So this book is written to explain to you why did that person make you agree to their words? Why would they not accept you unless you spoke a certain way? And it lays out the way this dialectic process, this language of deceit, is used in different areas of culture. So you get to find out about religion and the environment and government and law, business, media, all these different things, economics. It has a family section, and it has an education section, and a lot of material for teachers about education and about methods. And so the book, uh, there's nothing else like it. I don't say that because I'm the author, because it's really true. There isn't any other book like it. And if you can only get one book, that's the one you get. If you can get everything that I do, and you will find that getting plugged into people who are really thinking on a different plane. See, if you want different results, you have to change your thinking. You have to change who you hang around with. And right now, there's an awakening going on that our past thinking has not prepared us for the future. And what I'm teaching will help you face your future in a way where you're not a victim, but you can be a victor. Mountains of Deceit is the book. Why Liberty Matters is the webinar. My special guest is my friend, Dr. Marlene McMillan. And we're going to continue with that dialectic process that's contained, explained and contained in the book, Mountains of Deceit. I want to know, and I'm going to ask Dr. McMillan when we come back, when did this mountain of deceit begin to evolve? When did it push its way up from the ground into the lofty heights that we are seeing this deceit reach at this present time? I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. And uh, hey, don't you go anywhere. We're going to return with Dr. Marlene McMillan. And if you are traveling through Times Square, 
look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the Red State Talk billboard will display the C.L. Bryant Show every hour, 24 hours a day. I'll be right back. Thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge every hour, every two hours uh, to conversation. My special guest this hour has been Dr. Marlene McMillan, who is the president, founder of the webinar every Wednesday night, Why Liberty Matters. She is the author of the amazing book, Mountains of Deceit. And that's where we want to continue our conversation conversation right now. And again, Dr. Marlene's going to tell you before she leaves us today uh, how to get in touch with her and how to bring her to a place near you and how you can engage uh, with the webinar, uh, Why Liberty Matters. Doctor, when I left, uh, Marlene, when I left, we were, we were saying this, we were saying this. I ask you this question, that if, in fact, you, you come to a place where a mountain has uh, been formed, uh, it, it just didn't start off, I don't think, maybe as a mountain unless God created it that way. But it, it, when you're talking about these types of things that have political implications, l- let me ask you, where does, where did this mountain of deceit have its genesis? Well, we could go way back to the garden, uh, but let's moving forward, let's come up to the 1920s and 30s with what's called the Frankfurt School. Now, I want to caution everybody, you need to know enough of what went wrong and how things happened to understand their magnitude, but you don't want to study the evil to a point where it consumes you and you become part of the problem and not part of the solution. So what CL is asking me for here is how do we go forward so that we have, we're sure-footed and we know how to move into the future. And so you do have to understand from the past, but a lot of people study history and never learn its lessons. And that's really tragic. So when you look up the Frankfurt School and look up these thinkers that strategically were placed in strategic universities 
around the United States so that they could change the center of whether it be education or whatever, uh, it was mostly education and psychology, but so they would train up as the next generation of professors and who would then train teachers who would go out and the teachers unwittingly would go out and promote these ideas. Well, now we're so far along that all teachers have been trained in this, so even our Christian curriculum, the church training curriculum, and anything that is almost all homeschool curriculum, except for a very few, have all been written by people trained in this dialectic process. So I have some materials about social engineering that I would love to make available to people. And what I want you to learn to listen for is the way other people speak, but the way you speak yourself. Because you have to see this in yourself first. So the is and not, we call it the language of is and not. So it either is or it isn't. It's right or it's wrong. It's truth or it's a lie. Well, that kind of thinking has almost been wiped away from our culture. And then in order to move us toward a relativistic consensus building, all, all ideas are equal. Oh, yes, all ideas are equal, except those ideas that say that some things are right and some things are wrong, that some things are true and some things aren't. So to move us along that way, we had to go through a time of using a language of questioning. Wow. So maybe could it be confusion? You know, Doc, when you um, was mentioning uh, is and not, the language of is and not, it took me back to uh, a moment in time when I was arguing with my girl cousin in our grandmother's kitchen. I was saying is so, she was saying is not. I Is so, is not. <laughs> And that was way back in the day. But there was truth in one of us, but there was not truth in both of us. And, 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 and so that's what that's what she's saying to us, folks, that there's truth in, in, in some of in, in one of this, but it can't be truth in all of this. OK. And, and so, Doc, is that the approach that uh, they've wiped out of the American mindset is so is not or talk to us? Well, you remember, uh, now we have so many people who have to be, uh, have explained to them about Bill Clinton saying it all depends on what is is. But whoever defines is, defines the outcome, determines the outcome of whatever the situation is. The thing is that Yahweh has already determined what is is. Now, George Orwell said in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. But what I'm finding is not just telling the truth, it's getting someone who wants to hear the truth. Because you can't do anything with it. You know, you can have somebody telling the truth. But what is important, folks, is that we become people who want to hear the truth. And that can be very, very painful. In a time of deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. And and when we look at uh, the deception, and, and Dr. Shed light on the tool that's used through the media 
to uh, create a situation where telling the truth becomes revolutionary? Is it the media that creates that type of environment? How has that happened? Okay, well, uh, another great quote from Machiavelli in The Prince, and he said, never attempt to win by force what can be won by deception. I have an article about social engineering, and in there I explain how language is used for deceit. And what you have going on is you'll hear terms like uh, mind control, behavior modification, values clarification. You'll hear these words that very few people understand, and you don't have to know all the vocabulary to realize that if you're not a truth lover, the deceivers love deceit, and they love getting you to believe that you thought of the idea yourself. So this is done very subtly, but it's mostly done through you coming into agreement with their definitions. Wow. So if we accept their definition, remember we're accepting the destination where that definition will take us. In have- fact, one more point here is that definitions are like many contracts. So when you agree with the definition, you've agreed with, in essence, a contract to the thinking that's behind that definition. Wow. Is that why we have this derangement syndrome going on surrounding Donald John Trump? Is because so many people have bought into a definition of who he is, Dr. Well, it's done through groupthink. It's done to make people want to be part of the group and have the approval of the group more than standing on truth. This is why children now in school, very young, have all these group projects. They have all these group grades, which I I absolutely hated when I was in school. We had very few group projects, but I figured out real young that meant Marlene did all the work and everybody else got the A. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, my point is that this group think has conditioned people to want to think like everybody else. Even polls and surveys are used to manipulate people and make them think that they believe this when the way the poll or survey is worded, you can predict how the people are going to respond. Sure. Then they yeah, then they come back and say, ninety percent of Americans believe that whatever. Yeah. You know, dislike the president, whatever they say. Well, let and, me let me ask you this, Doc. We're running out of time, we got about four four minutes left, or at least I want you to tell us again how to get in touch with you, how to bring you to a, a, a city, church, synagogue near uh, us and uh, how to engage the webinar. Tell us one more time. Okay, you reach me through Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. And in order to find out about our webinars, you have to enter your first name and the e- your best email address. And then when you get a response back, you have to respond to that. Then you'll find out how to get on the webinars. Come and join us there uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time. 
but we have people stay up half the night in other parts of the world or get up real early in the morning or whatever. And um, right now, I will say we're starting a little bit earlier because of the massive use of the Internet to make sure everybody you know, can get on. And then you also can write to us at contact. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T at whylibertymatters.com. But you have to have signed up in order for our system to respond. Doc, you know, I love having you on. It's great uh, talking to you again. I certainly hope that you're remaining safe. And uh, I pray God's blessings upon you, your ministry, and your mission uh, here in our great nation. Thank you for your friendship. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Again, thank you, Dr. Marlene McMillan, for being my special guest today. Thank you. Blessings to all. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend, Dr. Marlene McMillan, who was uh, on with me. I just love, love, love to um, uh, engage her in conversation. Um, and she, you know, I when you talk about wanting to be fair and balanced, you're talking about me. Yeah, and I, I know I'm going to tell you my opinion, but I'm also going to uh, tell you what uh, may be false about, maybe not false, but, but uh, weak about my opinion in some cases, too. Because every, every opinion, every coin has two sides to it. I just happen to think that I'm standing on the firmest ground. And evidently so. And um, I'm convinced of that. And so um, this is where you don't have to agree with me, um, but we have to talk about it. We must talk about this, and we're going to. And so, uh, friends, don't go anywhere because uh, stay with me through the break. I have coming up after the break a Dr. Dennis Durell and Duriel and... Um, he is um, going to share with us about a newly a, a newly FDA approved drug, and uh, of course, all of us have our ears to the ground right now, looking for anything, just about anything, that will restore us to what we know as normal. Are you hearing me? Winning the game of modern medicine will be back with its author, Dr. Dennis Duriel, uh, your healthcare playbook, winning the game of modern medicine. Dennis Duriel will be my guest when I return with more of the CL Bryant show coast to coast, border to border around the globe. Don't go anywhere. Back with Dr. Dennis Turiel.